Hello and welcome to the next episode of Forward Finance, the uh, podcast where we navigate the digital age of finance. My name is Jeroen Beentjes and together with me today are Ravi and Wouter, who is calling in from uh, New York, to talk about the latest trends and innovations in regard to digital finance. So I hope you enjoy. I think it's important for, for anyone at a, in a finance job to, to realize that, you know, like this is not something what you can ignore. I think you'll, you'll have to upskill yourself um, to, to, to work with these tools. All right, then um, uh, let's get on with it. Um, Wouter, can you give me a short introduction about yourself and uh, uh, why you are here today with us? Sure, it's great to be here. Uh, thanks for the invitation. Um, so my name is Wouter Born. I'm, uh, I've been a CPM consultant like, like you, Jeroen, um, uh, for, for many years. Um, I, I at some point co-founded a company called CXO Software. Maybe some of you have, have heard of it, based in the Netherlands. And um, the last three years of my career as an entrepreneur, I, I moved to Atlanta uh, to set up a dual headquarter. Um, and that also led to the result of, of us being acquired by, by a much bigger financial um, software company called Inside Software. Um, after the migration of our company into theirs, I took on the, the, the lead role to, uh, to do M&A, uh, mergers and acquisitions, and we acquired a bunch of other companies. Uh, Inside Software was very acquisitive. I worked closely together with a private equity company behind it. Um, and in that role, I really got some love for, for investing. Um, and that led actually to the creation of my own company um, called Born Capital. We, we invest in, in a category we call CFO Tech. Um, you can kind of consider this as a B2B enterprise fintech, um, but but really meant for the CFO and its teams and 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 all the CFO processes in a company. We um, we invest in innovation. You know, we we're, we're looking um, we're looking obviously a lot into AI today, but we're also quite conservative with it. Do not invest in hype that is potentially even overhyped. Um, so we're looking very much at um, products that really add some kind of strategic value to the office of the fine uh, to, to the office of the CFO. Um, some examples in our portfolio are, for example, uh, Glean AI, they're, they're, um, they're doing spend management and invoice uh, handling, but they really look at creating a better spend culture. So how can you reduce spend? How can you apply AI, for example, to, to really understand your line item details of an, of an invoice and whether, you know, those, all those seats for a Zoom license are really needed, or whether you're paying the best price, they benchmark it with with, with other customers. Um, so this is just one one example. We have 13 portfolio companies today, 10 million US dollar assets under management, uh, and we have our headquarters in Palo Alto, um, in uh, near 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 San Francisco in the in the Bay Area. Cool. Um, well, that sounds like yeah. a lot of experience today uh, uh, with us in the call. Um, also, together with me here is uh, Ravi Santoki. Can you give us a quick, quick introduction about yourself? Yeah, yeah, definitely, Jeroen. So my name is uh, Ravi Santoki. I work as a lead consultant at Finex implementing CPM solutions and more specifically focused on all forward-looking processes. So everything around forecasting and predictive analytics. Uh, so I'm really eager to hear about uh, today's story, uh, also around uh, AI, artificial intelligence, and how uh, financials can have benefits from that as well, and how we can practically also implement these type of techniques uh, for our customers. So that's a little bit my background. Cool. Thank you so much, uh, Rafi, for your introduction as well. 
Um, so yeah, the the world of finance is co is completely moving, and um, over the past ten years, we've seen a lot of uh, uh, groundbreaking innovations. So uh, uh, for starters, uh, uh, a lot of the CPM solutions were first on premise, and then we transitioned to the cloud, which had of course a major impact on how to finance your projects, how to finance the the, the products that you have in your your office, uh, and then we are currently witnessing a lot of uh, developments in uh, AI, autonomous finance, robotic process uh, automation and um, um, maybe more lower to the ground people that are struggling with their data quality and how to address that. So um, looking at the past 10 years, and I'm spe specifically interested in how you guys view that. In the past 10 years, we saw a lot of developments. How do you see the next 10 years? So the way I look at it is, first of all, I think what happened in the past 10 years, um, topics like data quality are cloud migration that is not done yet. Uh, still 35 companies, some recent research uh, turned out 35% of the companies use an on-premise ERP system. Um, so there are still, you know, some some movements that 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 need to be done. Uh, a recent pig, yeah, uh, a, a recent pigment survey showed that 89% of finance leaders are um, taking inaccurate like decisions on, on 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 inaccurate data so data quality is a, is a big problem so i think in the next 10 years we'll, we'll really see this continuing trend of of data quality improvement um and and cloud adoption just to to name two of them but but i think you know a lot of things are not done yet and and still require a lot of um, um yeah a lot of additional work um but at the same time i think we see some amazing developments happening um you know a year ago no one ever had heard from generative ai or, or hardly and and today um you know I, I looked up some stats but this year alone there's been uh, 69 billion us dollars of funding into ai startups um of course that a lot of that is is related to to the big ones you know open ai got a 10 yeah. billion dollar investment by by microsoft but that's that's a massive part of all startup investments is going to AI. So there is a really big promise in this, this category. Um, for example, we at Born Capital, um, we use we use ChatGPT for a lot of things um, and, and, and other AI tools. Uh, every meeting I do, I transcript it with a tool called Fireflies. It goes straight into my CRM system and I can actually interact with an AI interface, conversational interface, and ask any kind of question about my meeting or summarized in any kind of way, or what do you think that that person really meant, you know? And, and it really is trained on, on, on meetings that you would have casual meetings and, and really give the essence of that meeting, putting things straight into your CRM. Another one is, for example, and I use the Fireflies transcripts for that as well, is due diligence. Like I get roughly 10 pitches a week from, from uh, promising startups. To really go into depth in every pitch, that's that's a lot of work. Um, so I trained a custom GPT, um, a new feature of of, uh, of ChatGPT, where you kind of uh, can can train, you know, a, a part of the large language model. Um, I uploaded all our previous investment memos. I uploaded strategy documents of our funds, um, any kind of you know analysis we make on portfolio companies. So I give it a lot of data, a lot of custom instructions, and it actually helps me to fed an opportunity and, and tells me, okay, does this fit within your, just based on the deck I can upload into ChatGPT or a memo or something like that. And it would, you know, it's not 100% reliable yet, but it, it saves me so much time to quickly just get, okay, hey, this opportunity really matches our strategy on, 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 on a number of points and, and which points are, you know, we need to dive into deeper. 
I think currently looking at the, the state of the technology of, of AI, I think nobody really wants to completely trust on, on the machine itself and have everything done by itself and, and make the decisions within the, the, the machine. So I think I, a lot of I also use it a lot uh, for uh, generating text for marketing or for, for example, this podcast episode. I use it for the translation, for example. So it's it's something of a helping tool which you can use to reduce workload making yourself more efficient, but it's not yet there on the level that we would want it to be for to actually make the decisions and be be 100% trustworthy. So I think, is that something you could see in the next 10 years uh, uh, improving to better quality? Yeah, definitely. I think um, if, you, if you just see JetGPT and there are many other, you know, great startups that, that do similar things, but yeah. just as an example, uh, within six months, they moved from JetGPT 3.5 which was a really smart assistant already, but to ChatGPT4, which neared the IQ of Einstein. Um, <laughs> and it had a, a yeah. factor 10 of, of intelligence increase in six months. I think we can expect, you know, in the next six months, in the next 12 months, 18 months to to see massive developments. And and part of it is because you can use the technology to build the next version of the technology. So it's, it has this truly incremental, um, exponential growth of of, uh, of of how it evolves. Um, but but I think, you know, what can we, because to get back to your initial question, you know, what can we expect in the next 10 years? like in terms of real developments. And I think, um, you know, I've, I've listed a couple of things I think that might be worth sharing. Um, I expect that we will see much more data, you know, we will measure much more data, but but we also, you know, the, the, the amount of data that we can get both internal and external will, will multiply by, by a huge factor. Um, I think with AI, we will see that we were capable of, of doing very powerful analysis on, on this on this data because the data is too much to comprehend for us as, as humans and we can actually you know take decisions of, of something really more um, way, you know way more extensive data set um, you know the way I'm looking at the next generation of FPNA financial planning systems um, is is probably a system that really would understand your strategy as a company where you could just you know conversationally interact with the machine and say okay you know this is this is how we want to grow our business and this is how we want to you know these are our competitors and 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 just explain all the um you know all the aspects of how you're running your company and with all the data that it will have it will actually be able to really guide you and help you take better decisions come to a better outcome not just plan the future but basically help you get to a better better business outcome i think that's you know that's what i really expect to see in the in the in the next 10 years um, you already see other interesting trends as well ChatGPT is extremely good at coding um i actually built a whole chatbot myself but you know i'm not a coder at least not in the past 10 years um and it would just generate the code for me what to do so it, it basically helps you know people with that lack the skills of of um of being able to build something ChatGPT is actually capable of helping get there to 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 achieve something um, and and I think that's really going to change something to productivity. Uh, uh, people will get much more productive with the tools, but also because the tools can explain how to use the tools. Um, and and you know you will see because it's good at coding, you will see that software will generate a custom UI for a user. You know it, it can actually a user does a certain job and it could generate software on the fly for that specific job, completely tailored to to that user. It will come with some 
you know challenges of course if we start doing those things and we'll, we'll overcome them but but i really expect that in technology and and enterprise software specifically we'll, we'll see a big shift towards um you know towards generative ai being able to code things to interact with users in a different way and to take much more holistic yeah advise a user with a much bigger data set yeah exactly yeah so we also see this in the roadmap of the different epm tools here where you can start to engage with them with the, with the chat functionality and say hey build a screen for me build a chart for me and show these data um, but I also think of uh, we are all still human and how long do you think in the next couple of years it will take that that adoption will be also there for from a human perspective because that's the thing what I see from the financial when I speak to them about AI and how to uh, integrate these kind of techniques. Uh, do you have an idea on that? Uh, maybe Wouter, can you explain a bit? Sure. You know, I think um, there, there's definitely a switch in skills I think among employees needed to from from you know there, there's a lot of things AI will automate you know and and, and also not AI. you don't always need AI to automate things you know sometimes just a simple workflow does the does the job and might work much better than AI but with the automation of let's say more standard you know more repetitive uh, lower educated tasks you know, there will be a need for people who can operate AI, who can interact with AI, who can test the outcomes of AI, who can deploy AI. Um, um, and, and I think it doesn't immediately need that will mean that we'll need less employees at companies. I think uh, it might initially even increase the number of people you would need. But the, you know, the, the kind of skills will, will really be different. I think that people um, um, people will 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 need, and I think it's important for for anyone at a in a finance job to to realize that you know like this is not something which you can ignore. I think you'll you'll have to upskill yourself um, to 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 work with these tools. But I can so imagine as a, question, as a uh, I, th I think it's uh, that rightly covers it. So, but I can imagine that as a as a financial, it can be also quite daunting to look at this this uh, this tech. The, the development of this technique and how to stay stay up to date with the most most relevant and most up to date uh, uh, information. So, how would you advise somebody who's interested in maintaining control over the latest developments in the CFO tech? How would you advise them to stay ahead of the curve, as it were? Yeah, and and you know, I think we already discussed why why this is necessary, but I, I can't stress this enough. You know, you you don't want to miss the ball here and and kind of leave behind. Um, I was recently at, at a conference, QuickBooks Connect in Las Vegas, because of you know a lot of our portfolio companies were there, and they asked how you know there were was a room full with, with accountants, like five thousand accountants, and they asked, please lift some hands who who has used ChatGPT, and and like half the room did it you know and then who has used ChatGPT premium which you get access to four and all the plugins and and i think it was my hand and maybe three others you know like um but this this is not smart because you know you will you, to stay relevant you you have to adopt to these to these tools so i think it's it's you know again i can't stress enough but but how you're gonna get knowledge and that's tough because every week there's something new it's really hard to stay on and for me that's almost like you know it's my profession to, to know it so I'm, I'm sitting in all these podcasts at least reading all these newsletters but for an for a finance professional with a with a daytime job you know uh, doing uh, real work it's it can be hard and and um, you know to to kind of stay on top of it um, you know I would you know there there are a number of influencers I could I could recommend um, 
um, maybe there's a way we can share them uh, with their with their LinkedIn profiles after the podcast. Oh, that's uh, fine. But, but I can put those if you if you give me those those podcast those uh, LinkedIn bios, uh, uh, then I can put them in the show notes, and then the listener who is listening now, running through the park or driving his car, when you get home safely, then you can look at the show notes and click on those okay. LinkedIn bios and check them out yourself. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll follow up with, uh, with with the names, but you know, there's a number of people, and you can pick your own people as well. I would strongly recommend to follow on YouTube, on on LinkedIn, Twitter, maybe, um, and 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 they they will summarize the relevant parts for finance. You know, I think that's important because if you're really trying to follow every small AI development that's happening right now, it's 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 too overwhelming. That's it's too much. much. I can imagine. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Yeah. So thing is that the developments are going pretty rapid mm-hmm. and there's a human part involved as well so um uh, some time ago i was at a at an event and there they the, the the innovative thing that they had there was there was like a metaverse experience where you could log on to the metaverse and they could show you around so i'm a bit of an avid gamer myself and they gave me this headset and i thought okay well they gave me the controllers and i felt i felt at home so i was like okay i can do this and they started explaining me how to walk I mean, I've played games before, right? So I was jumping around through the room. I was already <laughs> visiting three of the four rooms that I had prepared while they were telling me how to get up off my seat. And as I was reflecting that, I saw like within 10 seconds, I, I already knew more than they did. I, I figured out how to jump and they didn't know that. And they figured out how to bring up an extra menu. And I think that a lot of young people are are already familiar with a lot of these new developments that, course, are, yeah. that are in the market. And a lot of with all due respect, older people are currently sitting in the workforce trying to adopt to these new technologies. Do you see this as an impactful item in the finance domain? Like, will you see the rise of young people adopting these new technologies a lot faster than the current workforce? And what do you expect the the uh, the, the impact to be like in the next ten years, uh, Wouter? For for sure, young people will grow up with this, right? Uh, my kids to learn to do homework on ChatGPT, and uh, although there might not be allowed to do so, the whole class is doing it. So, um, and and that has a benefit from anyone who has grown up with a Commodore 64, for example. Like <laughs> me. Um, yeah. So I guess, um, but but what does that really mean? Well, we don't all have to be AI hackers in the future. You know, I think. Um, um, of course, it, it helps if you can use them, use them for basic tasks and, and everyone can experiment with them. And the cool thing is probably we can grow with the adoption of the technology because they're, like to my point before, if you don't know what to do something, you can just ask ChatGPT how to do it and it will give you very clear instructions. If you don't understand them, then explain say, explain to me in a simpler way. Like I'm, um, you know, just explain the context why you're not understanding it and it will, it will readjust and just explain it to you. So it has to probably also to do with certain level of interest in this, you know, just being eager to learn it, to experiment with it. Um, and, you know, if it's really tough to follow every detail, I would recommend any finance executive to at least try to completely follow this at the macro level. So, you know, what, how does AI impact our, our economy or like, you know, our, our, our business world, uh, what can it do for our company? What, you know, what are the potential outcomes? I think that's, that's really important to not completely miss it, you know, like, cause then at some point you, you don't recognize the company where you work for anymore. Um, but yeah, you know, newer generations will, will have an easier, uh yeah task to to kind of adopt to uh, to this 
Yeah, I'm also thinking it will in the future our roles and function will still be the same. Like hey, Wouter, you mentioned you worked for a couple of years as a CPM consultant. I'm doing that now. So I'm traditionally implementing a tool and uh, helping my customers. But yeah, in the next five, ten years or 15 years, will I be still be a CPM consultant or will I be more a different type of consultant? That's stuff that's uh, yeah around my head at the moment. So I don't know uh, if you have any ideas where, where it will go to. Well, I guess, you know, if you look at what a consultant does, it's, it's guiding typically a company through change. Um, there's a lot of change coming and there will be change. I think as a consultant, you're actually at a good spot. Honestly, I, I really think this is probably um, the place to be to kind of um, help companies evolve through through their transition. Um, and, and that will be a continuous job. So I really wouldn't worry if I were, maybe I'm, I might go back one day, become a CPM consultant again. <laughs> You're always welcome uh, to come to us, uh, Lauter, no problem. <laughs> yeah. um, Did I mention but, we are but hiring? Some, but... <laughs> some, some things to mention here, you know, like technology is constantly evolving. So you, you need people who are just studying that and, and stay up to date with it. You know, like complexities are, are, are increasing a lot. Uh, so you need just people who can follow that and can can help companies out. Um, I think, you know, of course, as a consultant, you will have to, it, there's no choice. You cannot ignore all these technological and technological developments. Um, you know, you will, you will need, you need to educate yourself and, and take that serious. Another thing, I think it's also an opportunity um, to become much more strategic, you know, in the time, and, and, you know, I was a consultant 20 years ago, um, we were doing a lot of report building, for example, you know, like, uh, and, and a lot of detailed repetitive tasks or, you know, formula logic. And, and I don't know what, you know, depending on what kind of project we were, we were in, I think today you actually really have a chance to, to become more of a counterpart for the CFO because you're, you, know, you don't have to build all these details anymore. There's some AI that will do it for you or, or some tool that doesn't require it anymore. So. I think there is actually an opportunity to, as a CPM consultant, to become much more strategic, get more into, you know, what what do you really want to achieve with this system? You know, what's really the output, and 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 how can we help you um, become more of a business partner? Well, that's a comforting thought, right, uh, Rafi? So your job will still be around in a few years, so that's good. Yeah, that's good, and it's it will be different, and I like that. Uh, otherwise, it will get boring. So uh, yeah, l- looking forward to it. Yeah, we have a very short attention span, so yes. it's good that we're constantly on the move. Um, so mentioning these kinds of techniques and these uh, new new. Uh, you just mentioned formula scripting, so I, I, my, my brain went a lo- little bit of a tangent there. But um, so I, I'm working with some some various CPM technologies, and uh, one of them actually has their own uh, scripting language. So I was trying uh, ChatGPT the other day for this particular scripting language, and I couldn't find Zilch for it because, of course, there was nothing online. There was nothing the model can be trained on. So I think if you look at it from that perspective, the uh, the evolution of AI is only evolving in the items and in the areas where we already have developments. So if you would ask your, your chat GPT something uh, which is related to SQL, it will have plenty of opportunities. It will reference Stack Overflow and you can just go nuts with it. But do you think that this new development of AI is actually removing creativity by only being trained in the items in which it was already trained. So everybody will shift towards existing technologies and nothing new will be coming. <laughs> or do you think sure. this this new technology is still, it still has a chance somewhere, Wouter? Yeah, well, you know, I think 
the next version of ChatGPT should just ask you, hey, give me the documentation of that coding language, um, study on it and, and give you the right guidance. You know, I think one of the things that I think it's currently lacking, it's not really proactive. It doesn't really yeah. challenge. It doesn't really think out of the box. Uh, but but if you would have done it on ChatGPT4 and you would just give a documentation of your scripting language, it should do a pretty good job in, in guiding you how to build your scripts. And, and it can actually apply logic on something new that I just learned. Mm. So I, I don't think it, it's extremely limiting and kind of overemphasizing, you know, the things that we all do. Um, of course, we run into a risk that, that today all content being published out there, well, not all, but, but a big part of the content that's being published is comes from some kind of generative AI already. So, so the, um, you know, the, the errors that might understand, uh, like might exist by, by something that's generated by AI, and then it will learn on based on those errors. And, and you will, you know, there, there's all kinds of risks I think associated with that and and there's a lot of smart people thinking about how to avoid that um i don't necessarily see the the risk of of no more new developments as a as a as a, as a big risk i think people will use you know m maybe that custom scripting language shouldn't have existed in the first place if someone would have asked ChatGPT, you know i need to build a scripting feature for agree. my tool <laughs> um you know like so so that's another way to look at it you know why why yes. did they build something custom here um but yeah, um. well, interesting to uh, to hear your perspective on that uh, particular topic. So um, uh, the last of the questions that we uh, that I prepared uh, together with Ravi here is that uh, uh, we all know that larger companies are are constantly involved with mergers and developments. And how do you think these companies can embrace like a new like new technologies without getting stuck in their current processes? So so how how can they move forward without always having to take three steps back and get the people involved as well. Yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, the bigger the company is, the typically the less innovative you are and, and, and it, you know, it results in, uh, especially with older leadership, you know, like um, uh, how, how are you going to, you know, take benefit from from these current technological developments? Well, I think first of all, any company up to board level should realize why, why this is important. The thing to stay ahead of competition, um, customers expect you to do it, you know, to give them a better experience, um, and you know, there is there is an efficiency and productivity gain that you you will just need, you know, to to build stakeholder value, um, and and for talent, for example, you know, if you want to attract talent and you're a company that zero innovates, it, it's almost impossible. You know, people think there's a shift in workforce. People will want to work for employers that that are innovative. Um, so I think the answer to this question is it's it's in leadership. You know, like uh, you can think of a thousand processes to embed, you know, innovation in the company, but I think it's a it's a cultural thing, uh, um, and and it shouldn't happen somewhere, you know, lower in the organization. Now, this is something that through all layers of the organization and and up to board meetings, it should be a topic. You know, are we, you know, maximizing our our innovation in this company, and are we, um, you know, staying ahead of competition? Are we uh, attracting talent uh, the way we're doing it now? Um, and I think once once the culture is set and and the leadership has a vision on innovation, I think everything else probably works more like works through the organization more naturally, and 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 then you'll figure out how to build the right processes around it, and and how to avoid any kind of compliance issues and and breaches. You know, if everyone all of a sudden in the company starts using ChatGPT, which which is known to not kind of protect your data and just use whatever data you load into it to train its next model you know like uh that's 
yeah, not something you might immediately want. So having, you know, some proper policies and, and maybe someone in your, you know, you might need a chief uh, whatever officer for this, you know, like someone who's really reporting to the CEO and making sure you're doing it in the right way, but maximizing the opportunity. I think that's a really important part of our uh, business as well. So most of our listeners are financial professionals and you can't not, of course, just throw your finance data into your 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 AI machine and ask it to make some, some good conclusions on it because it will basically share your data with other people. And if that's not published data, then you're screwed. So I think that's something we have to look out for in the upcoming years as well. How does my solution uh, protect my data as it were from from well, the outside world and uh, um, make sure it works correctly with it yeah you have like external data but also your internal data you want to keep that safe in your own data warehouse or o- own infrastructure for example but then use all kinds of external data that that, that the ai engine can help you with so there is we should find a a way how we can make that happen. I think that's up to yeah, the- Yeah, unfortunately, the there, there, there are good enterprise solutions for this already. ChatGPT mm. uh, Enterprise is much better in protecting your data. Um, it's not widely accessible. It's not something I could get, for example, as a small company, but um, then there is, you know, alternatives like Cloth. Um, they 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 are like they're SOC 2 type 2 certified, so they really protect your data. And it makes things much easier from a compliance perspective, but you know, as a company, you should realize both the opportunity and the risk of, of um, deploying AI in a company. So it all boils down, I think, to leadership and uh, uh, also being sensible in what you adopt and what you do not adopt and make sure that you don't uh, expose your company towards unnecessary risks. Um, with that closing thought, I think uh, uh, we are almost uh, running out of time. So I would uh, uh, very much like to thank uh, the both of you, with your, uh, uh, especially you, Wouter, for taking your time uh, all the way from New York to uh, to call into our podcast. So thanks a lot, Wouter. And thanks sure. a lot, oh. uh, Ravi. And um, uh, well, this was the, the next episode also from, uh, from Forward Finance, our podcast. Um, if you have some questions about today's uh, content, you can always email us at podcast at finext.nl, which will also be in the show notes, just like the, the influencer uh, bios that uh, Wouter is going to uh, deliver to us. Uh, um, so yeah, thank you very much. And uh, we would like to see you again uh, in the next episode.